I am really glad that I did because it brings me a lot of joy. Like even just going to a convention and wearing cosplay, which I did for the first time uh, back in October and having people ask to take photos with you. Like I about cried every time they would come up to me and be like, hey, like, can I take a photo of you? I was wearing Koto Shinobu from Demon Slayer. Hello, and welcome to Stream of Consciousness, a radio program made possible through 90.3 KRNU. I'm your host, Amin Kulat. Today, I'm talking with Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Hello. Um, so, Ellie, today we're talking about sewing, cosplay, and kind of just creative outlets in general. Yes, uh, specifically costume making, maybe kind of more of my current projects since they're more fresh in my memory. I'm more of a sewing person than like a crafting person, but... I'm still a beginner, so there's a lot for me to learn, but I still have, I think, more insight than most people. So, And that's with what it's kind of the terms with a lot of creative people. Mm-hmm. It's always a learning process, and just any amount of doing the thing you want to be doing is getting that experience. It is getting that, making that next step forward. Yeah, and it's definitely important to recognize that, like, you don't have to. You, I struggle with this a lot. You don't have to be perfect at everything you do all the time, which is terrible for me when I'm sewing because I make mistakes and I'll sew two pieces together that don't belong together at all. And then I will go and keep doing the rest of the project and then realize that I made a wrong seam about like 10 steps ago and have to go back through and rip all of the seams that I've made and start over. Um, and I hate it. And I don't have time to spend sewing all the time because I'm a full-time student and I am pre-medicine so I'm doing all sorts of things to prepare to get ready to go to med school so my time to spend on sewing is limited and I think it's just important to recognize that in spite of that it's still a worthwhile endeavor even if it's frustrating sometimes yeah absolutely and that's just kind of a a, that's just the thing with a lot Mm -hmm. of creative efforts especially for people who do a lot of work in hard sciences, like very cerebral, very mind heavy things. That's why I ended up picking up this class. I'm Mm -hmm. a broadcasting minor. The reason I picked that up is because I looked at my plant biology, like GMO genetics route forward in sophomore year and went, that's not fun enough. I need some sort of creative outlet. Yeah. Um, my creative outlets and minors are completely different, but they're not as, I guess music is pretty, pretty dang artistic. But, but it's still creative. Yes. It gets you that outlet. Mm-hmm. So you said you're going to talk about some of your projects. What, what is it you're, you generally are trying to do? Yeah. So usually my goal is to create kind of the image in like my personal interpretation of a character because a lot of the sewing I do is cosplay work. So I will have a character from a piece of media that I really love or enjoy. Like right now, my current project is Flora Reinhold from the Professor Layton video game series, which is a puzzle DS game series that came out in like, oh, it came out mostly within like the late 2000s. So I played it growing up and I, my goal with that is to kind of create the image of her that I see when I play the games, because especially with that series, the art style is very simplistic. 
Um, so then when you're going to transform that into a cosplay, uh, if you just directly transform all of the details of her character, you're not going to have anything that's very visually interesting to look at. It'll look a little plain or kind of out of place um, because we can add a lot more detail in actual like clothing or hairstyling and things like that than are added into character design in like a 2D animated puzzle game from the late 2000s. Made for a handheld device with hardly any pixels in it. Mm -hmm. So let's first define what is cosplay. Okay. That because would be wise. Yeah. Uh, so cosplay uh, is effectively um, taking characters either from media or from even people do like cosplays of their Dungeons and Dragons characters. So they will create outfits kind of from head to toe that represent that character. And a lot of times, most of the time, that is creating that character's specific outfit. Um, and then... You can do makeup to resemble that character or hairstyles. A lot of people will wear wigs or colored contacts um, to kind of closely resemble the character in a way that they resonate with. And even cosplays of the same character can look pretty different from person to person depending on their personal interpretations of that character or their personal artistic interests, I guess, as they're creating it. Some people don't even make their own cosplays some people will purchase cosplays off of websites essentially in like layman's terms it's like your halloween costume but year round and you do it for fun and you can wear it places where people will also be wearing costumes and think oh my gosh that's so cool and then it's a fun experience of like being able to bond with other people who share your same dirty interests or like talking about kind of the creative process and your thoughts on the character as a whole so yeah that was gonna be the next question it's like Mm -hmm. costume and cosplay it seems like it's mostly just to do with how often you're able to wear it and just the ability to like is acting like the character part of it as well because that's something you see sometimes with like cosplay competitions Mm -hmm. and whatnot of not just dressing as the character but also kind of embodying them maybe not fully but in aspects yes so it isn't always and i think it depends on the cosplayer and kind of their personal experiences um i definitely have a tendency to cosplay characters that i resonate with more or that i already kind of relate to in a way um just because i go at characters as like I think I can pull them off I'm not going to cosplay a character that's completely different from myself unless I'm like really invested in their design and want to put time into that um just I don't know I think it's personal preference but people definitely can also kind of (laughs) like method act a little bit where they'll kind of get into like the role of their character as they're doing as they're cosplaying them um or especially like for photo shoots if you're doing photo shoots in a cosplay then The poses that you do and things like that will depend on which character you're cosplaying. Like, you're not going to do some really big, muscly pose if you're cosplaying, like, I don't know. Princess Peach. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Princess Peach, maybe you could pull it off. But if you're cosplaying, like, Cinderella, you're not going to be there, like, ready to kick down whoever walks across your path. Like, Yeah. um, So it's definitely very person dependent but i think there's a mindset that goes along with getting into cosplay that then the moment you're in it you're like all right well i feel a little bit like 
a different person than I normally am. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual projects then. The, the Do you want to talk about what you like, what it is you are making or kind of the creative process behind cosplaying as a whole? Um, I Let's start with just what I'm making at the moment because yeah. it's fresh in my mind. I just ordered uh, fabric yesterday, just little swatches of it so I can look at it and see um, what the kind of textures are and things like that or if the color is really what I want it to look like. So then after I look at those, I can go by the full thing. I need you to keep a secret because one of my sewing projects um, is a surprise. Uh, so um, this is calling out Eric Henry. <laughs> He's not allowed to know about this. Um, I am making Nanami Kento's tie from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yes. Um, because he has a closet cosplay of that character, which is another thing we should talk about is closet cosplaying because it's also very valid. Um, but he doesn't have a tie for it. So I just ordered some satiny kind of like dull satin fabrics to make a tie for him for that cosplay. Um, and then I ordered uh, a darker leather for the boots for my Flora cosplay. Um, so I'm in the very beginning stages of that right now. Um, I patterned the boots for my Flora cosplay this last weekend, which was a, an arduous process where I sat down and I took a pair of high heels that I have that are pretty simple and um, wrapped the high heel and my foot and then my lower leg up to the height that I wanted the boot to sit at in plastic wrap. Uh, and then I took duct tape and made, uh, covered my whole foot in duct tape over the plastic wrap up to the height that I wanted it to sit at for the boot. So it went like, it covered all of my foot, my ankle, all the way up to like just below my knees where her boots sit. Um, and then I took a Sharpie and drew Sharpie lines down the front because there's a seam down the middle of her boots. And then there's a seam at the toe of her boot. So she's got like a separate piece for the toe as opposed to the rest of the boot. Uh, and then I had my roommate draw seams down the back um, and along the sides because I couldn't reach them on myself. Uh, so making patterns is kind of a tricky process on your own. But. Is, it, is it kind of like it, the way you kind of draw it, it kind of feels like a cast or like a paper mache almost yes. of like forming that baseline that then you you'll unwrap and presumably cut into mm -hmm. fabric yes i i felt like it was a cast also as i was wearing it like i couldn't move my ankles so i had to hobble around <laughs> my kitchen but then once you're done making it you can kind of take scissors and cut along the seams and then uh the kind of the pattern that comes out of that is a combination of the duct tape and the plastic wrap which is really crinkly and kind of hard to work with when you're trying to actually put it out onto a piece of fabric so generally what people will do is then take a piece of like paper like you would for most patterns and trace it out onto paper first so it's an easier shape to work with um there uh kinpatsu cosplay on youtube has a really good tutorial kind of walking through making boot covers for things and that's what i used as my baseline um and then modified it a bit to fit the style of flora's boots so you've been saying patterning a lot, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be honest, I've been imagining plaid, like different <laughs> physical patterns. So, so is that a different like term in sewing? Yes. 
So there's two kinds of patterns in sewing. There's the kind that you're thinking of, of like on a fabric, like I have a checkered shirt on and there's stripes on there that are a pattern. There's also pieces like the shapes that come together to make a piece of clothing uh, laid out. Um, It's hard to describe without having like an image of it. But I think the easiest way to put it is like a skirt is just a circle with a hole in the middle of it that then you have taken and put in a 3D space. Yeah. So the pattern is going to be that kind of original circle um, that then you use all the measurements of in order to be able to cut out fabric to make that shape. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, effectively what I was doing is trying to figure out what shapes I needed to make to have this boot fit on my foot properly. So you make the 3D shape first by molding it to your feet, cut it open to make this 2D shape with the crinkly, Mm -hmm. transform that 2D to a more usable surface. Yeah. And then you're going to use that 2D pattern in order to cut it into fabric and fake leather to fully complete the process. Yes, because once you have your pattern, then you can take it and set it on your uh, your fabric and trace it out. And then from there, you can start sewing seams once you have the fabric. But in order to get the fabric the right shape and size, you need to have some sort of reference point for it. And that's what a pattern provides. Gotcha. Yeah. What's, what's it to the next thing that you're doing for the project? Yeah. So um, I actually have not traced out the pattern onto paper yet. So I have to do that. But then... Um, once the sample of faux leather that I ordered arrives, I'll have to look at that and see, is this the right color? Is this what I want out of these boots? Um, and then, um, I will order, I'll have to measure out and do some math. There's a lot of math in sewing that you wouldn't anticipate. Um, just trying to make sure everything is going to fit properly to determine how much fabric I actually need, um, to then place an order for the leather. I haven't done that math yet, so I'm not sure. Um, But uh, when you order fabric, it usually is in yards. Um, So you'll kind of have to measure out. Well, in the U.S., it's in yards. I think it's in meters if you're ordering it in like Europe. It depends on where you're ordering from. Yeah. Um, But I'll have to do math to figure out how many yards of fabric I need. For boots, I'm guessing not much, maybe half a yard more if I want to put lining on the inside of it so that it's more comfortable. Um. And then once that fabric gets here, I'll cut it out. And then the next step will be to sew along the seams that I cut earlier as I was the ones that I drew on with Sharpie in my pattern. I'll have to sew along those to put it back together to effectively recreate the same thing that I had on my foot earlier in duct tape and plastic wrap, but as leather instead. And that is just going to slip over the high heels that I had on when I was patterning it. Um, so it's not effectively a full shoe. It's um, the illusion of a full shoe. Yes. So I'm already wearing a shoe underneath of it. And then I don't have to do any of the work of like putting in a sole or like non-skid stuff on the bottom of it. I can just slide the cover on over it and put my foot in it and it will work as a boot. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's a pretty straightforward process i think for making a shoe as opposed to like having to go through all that effort um and once the boots are done then my next process will be patterning the dress which i have no clue how i'm going to go about yet (laughs) 
uh, because I don't own a dress form. Um, and dress forms are really helpful when you're trying to kind of, there's a technique called draping where you effectively just take like some scrap fabric that you're not going to use pretty cheap. You're not going to make it into an actual garment um, and can kind of pin it onto a dress form, which is like a mannequin, but just of like the torso. Just the torso. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can pin your scrap fabric onto there so it hangs the way you want it to and draw lines kind of like I did with the boots um, to be able to figure out what shapes you need for like the bodice of a dress say like the top the upper part of it um i don't have a dress form so generally what you do then um is either uh you can kind of take commercial patterns and splice them together which i've considered a commercial pattern just being a pattern that has been made by like a sewing company and they sell in like a craft store that you can find um and those will come with more detail generally than a pattern you make on your own because they're walking you through the process of how to make it yeah it's like pattern oh cut this point here this if you cut this pattern into this edge here it'll match with the opposite pattern on Mm -hmm. the same side like all that kind of stuff which is harder for me to understand personally uh i struggle with commercial patterns but um you can kind of take those and kind of frankenstein together a pattern of your own for like a specific character that has a specific clothing design that you can't find just as a readily available commercial pattern. Flora's not a character that I have to worry about many other um, aspects of her for. I did order um, a dark brown colored contact that is larger than people's irises normally are because Flora has very wide eyes, mm. um, which is really fun to then kind of freak out my roommates and friends with. Like I walked up to one of my roommates and was like surprised when I had these contacts in because they're huge and kind of freaky looking, but you can add makeup like um, I did uh, white eyeliner on the under on the underwater line of my eye, which is just the portion of your lower eyelid that it's like in contact with your eye. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes your eyes look a little larger and then the iris becomes less overpowering, which is nice. Um, but a lot of cosplays will use wigs, like I mentioned earlier, and I don't think I'm going to need a wig for Flora just because my hair is pretty similar to her. Yeah. But wig styling is a whole different beast in its own, separate from sewing, because you have to learn um, a little bit of like hairstyling skills. Um, as well as sometimes there's sewing skills involved in wig styling if you get into really complex stuff and you're like removing sections of hair and adding in sections of hair in different directions. Uh, I have done a little bit of wig styling before, but it's not something that I have to worry about right now for my current projects. So just a lot of of work. And I know this one seems... As much as you've been talking about a lot of different moving parts that you Mm -hmm. have to deal with, this is on the probably the lighter side of cosplay from what I know and have seen. I am a very casual beginner cosplayer and Flora's character design is very simple. Um, It can get up to the point where people take months to work on presentations or to work on cosplays that they've done or some people will put like LED lights into their cosplays. Um, and they have to figure out all of the, like, the thought process behind how am I going to get these lights to work, and they'll program in, like, specific um, 
sets of colors based on what character they're doing or things like that. So it can get really, really intricate. And there's a, a wide array of knowledge that goes into making one costume. But that's kind of the draw, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's very much a labor of love. And half the fun, I think, is seeing how much work and love and time other people have put into their cosplays and being able to share that with them. Um I like the draw of going to any convention, at least for me, is to go see the masquerade, which is what they call the cosplay contest uh, at most conventions, where people who have handmade their cosplays and spent a lot of time on them will go and compete and judges will kind of look at their cosplays and evaluate the craftsmanship of them, the creativity that went into them, uh, and award prizes based on that. But to be able to go and watch, I mean, they will put on... Um, Some of them will be just kind of rapid fire, like the cosplayers will walk across the stage and they'll introduce them and they'll maybe hit like one or two poses and then walk off all the way up to like skits where people will do full like five to ten minute long performances as the character that they're cosplaying as. And that I think is like the most fun part of it for me is to see other people's passion and love for the characters and series that they're interested in. My favorite part of it is seeing people in love with what they do and in love with kind of where they're at in life uh, and being able to watch all the love and time that they've put into their work come to fruition in the form of being able to show it to a crowd of one or 200 people at a con all the way up to like thousands of people if you're going to a really large convention. Who also love the the IPs that you love as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that's the biggest thing it's a it is a project of love mm -hmm. for most people that do it i i mean i can't personally relate but (laughs) you have to enjoy what you're doing you have to want to do it and want to be able to make this in order to spend all of the time and planning and work to get it done yeah it can also be an intense money sink um fabric can be relatively cheap depending on what sort of fabric you're buying you can get them for like two three dollars a yard or you can thrift fabric if you're looking um for something maybe more generic you can find like tablecloths or curtains or things at thrift stores and turn that into something Um, but if you are trying to make like a competition level really intricately done piece that's got like especially lace can get really expensive so if you're doing a character that's got a lot of lace and a lot of layers uh it gets expensive very fast that's not even considering um projects that have um like moving parts or mechanics to them which adds a whole nother layer of expenses and time and knowledge but but it's not necessary like Mm -hmm. how you're talking about what you've done is essentially you're going to get a, some fabrics, do it, make it how you like it. And you don't have to have all those moving parts, all yeah. those accessories, because that's, that's also a big thing with some various cosplayers of like, mm-hmm. oh, I, of course I have to have um, the Wonder Woman gauntlets. Of course I have to have like these iconic things that go mm-hmm. along with them that often are expensive and difficult to make yeah. by themselves. Or Which... like, Yeah. Which ties back into the idea of closet cosplay that I mentioned briefly earlier when talking about the tie that I'm working on. Um, 
people who want to get into cosplay but maybe are minors and don't have a job, they don't have income, um, or their parents aren't supportive of something like that, or they're old enough but their income goes towards paying their bills, um, or they don't have the time to make a costume, um, you definitely can just kind of take pieces from your wardrobe that you already own that kind of fit the energy that a character has, um, and it can still be cosplay even though it may not be the exact outfit that that character wore. Um, It's a very kind of malleable concept in that you can evoke kind of the essence of a character without having to have all the bells and whistles that go along with like their costume or their proper hair or things like that. Um, So a lot of people will just say, well, like, I'm going to take Eric's Nanami cosplay, for example, and say he already owns a pair of, like, khaki slacks and a blue button-up shirt, um, which is about, that's, like, the basis of Nanami as a character, and then he has, like, loafers, and Eric already wears glasses, and Nanami has glasses that are very stylized glasses, but you can kind of get the ambiance already of the character without him having to have those stylized glasses, so... I think while cosplay may seem like a very intimidating and inaccessible and expensive hobby, um, if you kind of get creative with um, how you are using the supplies that are already at your disposal, it's definitely very much an attainable thing if it's something you're passionate about and interested in. And I didn't get into it as early as I would have liked to. Like, I started being interested in and seeing cosplays when I started my nerdy hobbies in like middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially throughout high school, there was so much internalized like kind of shame and fear that came with embracing my hobbies and being kind of proud of myself uh, that I didn't start cosplaying until sophomore year of college because I had this kind of internalized, well, but that's something weird and people will look at me for it and be like why are you wasting all of your money on making these costumes that you're gonna wear twice a year um so there was definitely a lot of like internalized um fear that I had to overcome in order to be able to embrace the hobby but I am really glad that I did because it brings me a lot of joy like even just going to a convention and wearing cosplay which I did for the first time uh, back in October and having people ask to take photos with you like I about oh. cried every time they would come up to me and be like hey like can I take a photo of you I was wearing Koto Shinobu from Demon Slayer um, and I had done uh, I think my I had like the full cosplay and wig and everything and then uh, mesh contacts which Ooh. are really hard to see out of I can imagine <laughs> and I was wearing them for hours on end it was great but having people come up to me especially like uh, younger people that were maybe like middle schoolers or high schoolers being like oh my gosh like I love your cosplay can I take pictures with you I was so touched every time it's such a sweet experience to be able to finally fully come to terms with my passions and to share that with other people and see people who were my age when I was really self-conscious about my interests fully embracing them uh, and knowing that they don't have to heal from the same problems that I did is incredible. And that's definitely a thing with like a lot of the hobbies that go hand in hand with cosplay. Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons, 
anime, um, just general nerdy interests and fixations, it can sometimes feel like, oh, because I like this thing, I'm going to be uncool. I'm going to be like made fun of. But Mm -hmm. when you end up going to those conventions, the places where it really matters, you're going to be surrounded by people that love what you're doing and you're going to love what they're doing. Personal hobby of mine is going to Renaissance fairs. And so I don't have like, how are you talking about classic Mm -hmm. cosplay? I don't have a full, um, you know, period shirt with male corset and mm-hmm. like all of the knickknacks i have a shirt i got from a goodwill a set of chain mail that i made from pop tabs and just regular cargo shorts because that's like all you need but just being a part of that it doesn't matter the fact that generally what you're what you think is doing is uncool or whatever when you're at those places you're going to get so much positive mm-hmm. energy from everyone that's there that that's what's the important part. Yes, absolutely. And it definitely, um, like, there can be downsides to going to conventions. Um, there there can be a lot of downsides. But I think the positives of, like, seeing kids following after, like, in your footsteps and following the same passions as you and things like that outweighs kind of, like, um creeps or like really crowded spaces i am not a crowded spaces person but the second i set foot into a convention center that concern goes out the window i'm like oh my gosh look at all these cool people who share the same interests as me suddenly uh, it doesn't bother me anymore <laughs>